good morning, good night, whichever, it'll be all right. I'm glad to say that it has been a truly refreshing week, in so many ways. I'll get the superhero news out of the way first. Dun 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 dun, hero news! I'm still, I'm still working on that. The force was finally spotted. Apparently, on Monday at 9.34, a woman walking home from a long day at work was attacked by someone fancying himself the Duke of Darkness, not the worst I've heard, but definitely up there, who was quickly knocked against the wall by nothing, as the words, May the Force be with you, were heard coming from the nearby shadows, followed by an awkward shuffle as the Force shimmied out of his hiding spot and hurried down the street. Innie is now claiming the Force's breakout to have been a system error that will not be repeated, and they don't expect him to be a danger at all, and not free for long. After all, he is still wanted for property damage and harassment, aka he annoyingly broke stuff. I feel obligated to mention Stargirl as well, but she's such a goody two-shoes. I've got several fires stopped, a defect carnival ride fixed with tech's help, a bar brawl defused, all nice and all, but not noteworthy. I almost wish Reaper would do something interesting again. This place has less villains than it felt like when I first came here. Speaking of villains, my own little lab variety of the specimen finally returned on Tuesday. I was having my sister over for lunch. She was very impressed with my ability to place meat in a pan and rice in a pot without burning the house down. He came back right in the middle of us eating. He was carrying a ridiculous amount of luggage, half of which he had not left with, so I'm assuming it's new materials. How he got them, I have no idea. Like I said, it's been quiet on the villain front. Anyway, as he came in, me and Audrey obviously got up to greet him, and she also immediately offered to take some luggage off him, which, to my surprise, he actually let her do. I did the obligatory, um, Audrey, this is my roommate Martin. Martin, this is my sister Audrey. At that point, they both managed to get one hand free of bags or suitcases and shook hands. So nice to finally meet you, Audrey said. It's crazy, I feel like you've been my sister's roommate forever, and we've just managed to avoid each other all this time. Which, duh, she feels that way because she never met my first roommate either, and it's been almost four months. Martin was of course super charming, saying, That's okay, I feel like I've known Amelia forever as well. She talks a lot about you. Which, I do, but thankfully Martin did not mention that I complain about her absence most of the time. So they got talking a bit, she remarked on how American he sounded, he told her his life story, he'd already told me as well, how he was born in London but spent most of his youth in Brooklyn after his mother had passed away, and they basically got along great. They did not talk about science at all, which is weird to me, I just assume if people have similar interests they will inevitably latch onto those for conversation, but maybe that's just me, and I was glad anyway, what with college having just started up again. I wanted to leave the science there as much as possible, as long as it had nothing to do with ray guns. Audrey eventually had to leave for her evening shift, and I could ask Martin about his time away, and wouldn't you know it, he actually solved the problem with the ray guns. Now villains will be able to accurately knock out anyone safely at any range again. Maybe this will get the villains of Liverpool back out there. Having just heard Martin's life story again, and remembering the murder board in his room, which, by the way, he has not noticed I broke into, or if he has, hasn't said anything about it. I also asked Martin why he started building evil machinery in the first place, which he avoided answering even harder than he avoided telling me if he got anywhere with the problem he's having that is outside his field of experience. If that means something good or bad, I don't know. He did make a very sarcastic remark, however, that his big inspiration in the world of villainy is some guy named Purifier. 
So much so, I got the impression he never wants to be like Purifier. I'd never heard of him, but like I've probably made clear, my knowledge of superheroes is equal to knowledge of why buses make that swoosh sound. Which, on Wednesday, finally convinced me to stop by Greg. The, the real Greg. I'd visited the bird version every day since Saturday, and ask if he'd gotten the gift Uncle Will sent over. And maybe also ask him if the name Purifier meant anything to him. And I got the jackpot in both. Uncle Will did send the gift to my old address, and Allie did help pick it out. It's an awesome pair of boots and just the cutest hat and glove combo. With a bird motif. Apparently her and Audrey had been conspiring. Also, I'm starting to think my family doesn't trust me to purchase appropriate winter clothing of my own accord. Where was I? Greg. Greg was openly annoyed at receiving my mail and me stopping by to get it, but he did lighten up just a bit, if slightly suspicious of it, once I asked him about Purifier. He was, of course, disgusted how I could not know such important superhero history, but I got him to explain a bit anyways. I was almost tempted to tell him I'd named a bird after him as well, and I wasn't even afraid of insulting him. It's just... Why did I do that in the first place? It's so silly. Anyway, Purifier. I quote, Purifier was the great villain leader of the first heroic era, the first villain in England considered to be KC. Classified as killer, as I found out staring at him incomprehensibly for two seconds and going, Huh? He was the first superpowered villain in Europe and was convinced no ordinary mortal deserved to waste space on this planet. He wanted to either force the serum on them or kill them. He began his reign here in Liverpool, killing innocent people at random, demanding the serum from Innie, and the heroes of the time could not keep up. But just as he seemed at the height of his power, he vanished without a trace. So, apparently that was a thing. I'm not sure what Martin's remark about him is supposed to mean. He doesn't strike me as an anti-super or pro-super. Maybe he was just meaning to say that he doesn't do it to hurt people, which would make a lot of sense. Speaking of hurting people, my segues today, I am on a roll. Speaking of hurting people, I have a great plan for making my boyfriend stop being a criminal. Not leave him any time to be a criminal. I'll just insist on wasting all of his time from now on. I've already tried it once, this Saturday, and it worked great. He was supposed to be at work, but he called in sick when I asked him to pretty pretty please just take off this one day. He stayed home, we fooled around, I served him at Monopoly, and no one got shot. Perfect solution. There's only one slight error in my calculations. College. I can't waste Gordon's time 24-7 while I'm pretending to learn science. I got so nervous about Gordon this Monday that I accidentally slipped up and actually learned science. Okay, I, I kid about how bad I am at college, but to be honest, Martin has sparked my interest. I, I do learn. Just different, I guess. I'm pretty sure science in general was a dumb idea for me, but that's okay. It hasn't killed me yet, and as long as I attend, I have an excuse for not doing anything else. Taking into consideration, that scientist speech, that there is nothing to stop me as of late, I draw the inevitable conclusion that you will hear from me. Thank you for listening to Normally Ordinary. It is written and edited by Esther Reisenberger, who also voices Amelia. If you like and want to support this show, please leave a rating and a comment so that we can become more visible to potential listeners. For more information and original artwork, check out normallyordinary.com. That's www.normally-ordinary.com. And remember, behind every mask is a phantom.